Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Man, to be a Raptors fan is definitely a practice in survival <laughs> and suffering and trying to figure out how to get through these nights. My gosh. Good evening, everyone. Jurassic Views. Bryce Diamond post game against the Washington Wizards. It was a game where we saw the Toronto Raptors slip. A game we we saw them try to to keep from going under. Um, a game we hoped that they would keep from falling, and somehow they were able to figure it out. It was it was like a yo-yo. This game, back and forth, back and forth, up and down, up and down. Um, gosh, I didn't watch all this game. I uh, saw a lot of the score, uh, kind of tracked with the score and saw the highlights, obviously some of the commentary, uh, again, did, did catch some of it, but this was, uh, this was a mood swing type game. This was not a game, uh, that you watch with a, with a, a fan, a, a huge devoted fan who had has blood pressure medication. Believe me. Uh, wow, Washington Wizards come into town. No Bradley Beal. No Kyle Kuzma. No Monte Morris. And we gave him a beat down the first quarter. OG Ananobi, eighteen points, career high, eighteen points in a quarter. We were up thirty-seven twenty-one and. Things were looking good. We're at home. It's a Sunday. People may get, you know, a chance to to turn off the game early. Maybe focus on on dinner time or bedtime for the kids. But everything was was kind of going in the right direction. Washington cuts into this lead as Porzingis got hot in the second quarter, and and the bench. For this team, especially Johnny Davis, their young guard off the bench, get got this team back in the game. And it looked like the Raptors were going to be a bit in tough as the Wizards had cut the lead to eight in the quarter, basically cutting the lead, 17-point lead, and 16-point lead in half, um, exactly half. Raptors were able to bounce back and close the the half, first half quite well, and got up 63-46. They led at one point in 
the second quarter, 61-40, their biggest lead, 21 points. And, and it, again, even after a, a bit of a yo-yo action in that second quarter, mostly because the bench just did not show up once again for this game. Um, there was no Gary Trent Jr. Precious Achua basically played, you know, the final minutes of the game. Um, looked like Will Barton slipped, had, had a bit of a pull in his calf or in his leg. He wasn't available. So the Raptors really only had eight deep um, with Precious kind of slowly being brought back into the lineup after he had um, some ankle issues. But again, up 17 at the half. You're at home. Wizards without three of their top six guys. And then the third quarter happens. And literally after the third quarter, I saw the score. I was tracking with the game in the third. And I had to take a breath or two to really kind of make sense of all this. To really wrap my head around what had happened after the third quarter. Because if you allow a team like the Wizards, who came in 16 and 22 on the road, 33 and 41 on the season, no Beal, no Kuzma, no Monte Morris, and you allow a team to outscore you 38 24 in your building when you had a 17-point lead, and I guess a 21-point lead at the biggest, but at the half, a 17-point lead. To me, I I honestly, guys, I honestly was thinking this is a a straight firing of Nick Nurse type game. I, I don't know how your team doesn't execute for an entire quarter. I don't know how your team doesn't have the intention, the purpose, the the zealous sense of urgency to put a team out of their misery. Like the Washington Wizards down 17 at the break were, you know, a a team that, that needed to be put away. And we gave them imagination. We gave them belief. Hell, we gave them a chance to make the game competitive, let alone just have imagination about it. 38-24 in the third. Shameful third quarter. And honestly, I, I usually don't have these like ridiculously... Um, impulsive moments as a fan. But I I was trying to think, like, if Messiah and Bobby are serious about trying to win as many games as they can this season and obviously into the playoffs, I was honestly thinking maybe Nick Nurse should be fired after after this game if they lose it. 38-24. Now, luckily for, for me... The rest of the fan base, Nick Nurse, and this whole squad, Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi led a bench unit 
with Chris Boucher, Jeff Doughton, who got the minutes he deserves. Uh, I hope Will Barton is okay, but Jeff Doughton deserves to play. He's, he's outplayed Will Barton, in my opinion. Um, and, and he looked pretty solid coming in uh, to this ball game, but also, um, you know, throughout all of his work. I, I'm not saying Jeff Doughton is a serious backup point guard. I think he's more of a, a third string point guard, but I think he still deserves minutes and his defense certainly allows that. And he doesn't tend to make too many mistakes. He's not a great shooter or shot maker, but he's, he's kind of a safe third option as a point guard. So OG, Scotty, Jeff Doughton, Chris Boucher, and Coloco, I think was the, was the third guy in that unit because Gary Trent, again, out, Precious Achua, not getting a lot of minutes tonight as he's slowly coming back with the uh, after the ankle injury. And to start the fourth quarter, that group gets him up 18 points. Huge, huge turnaround after only being up three. And the thing about that lineup, to start the fourth quarter, Porzingis was on the bench for for a lot of that stretch. But the thing about that lineup is the ball moved. Everyone touched the ball. Jeff Doughton started off by getting a bucket to get up six. Scotty made some free throws. Chris Boucher made a bucket off a on a offensive rebound. Um, OG made a couple buckets, made some free throws. And the Raptors were up 108-90 with 5.33 to go and kind of really saved the day, um, you can say, you know, quite clearly. Um, it wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination, this game. Um, you know, Fred and Pascal actually came in with 6.51 left in the fourth. But that's, that second group... You know, without a healthy Precious, without Gary available tonight, that second group with OG and Scotty really provided that finishing punch that the Raptors needed to finally, finally sink the Washington Wizards as a ship. Um, and, and really deservedly so. Washington isn't that talented a group without three of their six best guys. And that group came out with a sense of urgency. They came out and really were together on both ends of the floor. They executed the game plan in that fourth. And they, they had an intensity uh, to, to pair with their athleticism to be able to, to create that separation against Washington that was necessary. When you look at this game as a whole, when you look at the box score, you think, okay, starters for Washington, you know, they're obviously thin tonight. Stars for Washington gave you a pretty decent game. Gafford had double digits, 10 and 8, even gave you three assists. 
Kispert came in. He was 5'11 downtown. He's a bonafide shooter from behind the arc. Porzingis got his 26 points, only two in the fourth, but got his 9-17, limited in the in the second half by OG. 4-7 from downtown, 4-5. So, I mean, he did his job. He's, he's an all-star or, or at least a fringe all-star. And then, you know, Avita, um, he, he also chipped in, right? 15 points, 6 of 13. Nothing special, but did his job. Even had nine rebounds, seven assists. Raptors starters, really when they turned it up outside of the start of the third quarter, those first six, seven minutes, they were good. OG was excellent. Uh, he, he finished the game with 29 points, 11 to 21, 4 10 from downtown. Red hot, as I said, 18 career high points in a quarter. He also had three blocks, eight rebounds. He did what was necessary. Pirtle, solid, you know, nothing flashy, 12 and 12, plus seven, but gave you what you needed tonight and only had two personal fouls, so that's good. Um, Fred Van Vliet was a plus 11. Scotty a plus 10. Fred was was lethal. Absolutely lethal in that third quarter to keep our head above water. He had 28 points, 5 of 9 from downtown. The starting group only missed one free throw. They were 13 of 14 from the line. Um, Pascal didn't shoot the ball particularly well. He did Scotty Barnes, but overall... A pretty good night from Pascal. Unfortunately for Pascal, he finished in that with the third uh, with the group in the third quarter. Finished uh, started the second quarter, so he he got a couple t- um, stretches with that bench unit that that had virtually non-existent kind of offense, and uh, so his plus minus was minus three. Didn't look great there. But overall, 19 and 11, you know, they put a lot of attention to get the ball out of his hands so he wasn't a threat. And then Fred got hot, OG was hot, and, you know, Raptors just had too much talent, too many options, and Washington just does not have the defensive prowess to be able to to be able to deal with the Raptors if they have that many guys playing well and playing at a high level, scoring at a high level in particular. So the Raptors were able to finish this game off. And again, when you look at the box score, it looks good. But my goodness, 38-24, we lost the third. Let them get a foot back into this game. Actually, that let their whole selves get back in this game before Scotty and OG led that second unit and outscored to start that fourth quarter, outscored Washington, um, 22 to 6. That's a good response. You know, game's close and and you do that. Um, that's a great response. 21, my, my apologies, 21 to 6. That's a really good start to a quarter. Those those first, you know, six and a half minutes. And that put the game away. At that point, you're up 18, 5:33 to go. It's over. But <laughs> my goodness. Quit play, playing games with my heart, Toronto Raptors. Holy cow. Um, that was tough to, to have that much swing. Again, 
If you have a friend or a family member who's on blood pressure medication, do not watch the Toronto Raptors this season. It's too hard. It's too hard. Um, I don't even watch half the games anymore. And, and even within the game, I have to like, if it's too close, I got to keep my distance because the swings are just too much. There's too hard on the heart. It's just not necessary <laughs> to put yourself through that much suffering. My goodness. But regardless, we got the win. Raptors got the win. Um, the starters had another good game. Hopefully Gary's healthy and ready to go against Miami. We're going to need him. Hopefully Chris Boucher uh, can be sharp. Again, even though he, you know, he played 22 minutes, only had six points, he was still sharp. Three or five from the field, seven rebounds, just one turnover, plus 10. Got to give mad, mad love uh, to, to Chris Boucher again. Um, even though the numbers don't pop off, they're solid. And that's what you want. You wish Precious Chua could give you that kind of game every night. You wish Coloco could even, you know, knock down a shot. He had no points in 15 minutes. Um, the talent's there. The athleticism's there from this bench to be more effective. And, and hopefully they can figure it out. Will Barton actually hurt his ankle. I thought it was maybe his calf muscle. Um, he actually sprained his ankle in that first quarter. So he only played two minutes, hit the only shot he took. Um, but when he landed on the layup, uh, he had hurt his ankle. He also had a steal and assist and a rebound in four minutes to go with that two points. So too bad we missed him. The starters uh, shot over 50% from the field, shot over 40% from downtown and uh, were 90%. So they got that Steph Curry, those Steph Curry splits on shooting percentage, 50, 40, 90. You got to love that. You got to love that. We knew this game was, was going to have, um, you know, some ease to it, some comfort to it, even though they got within three. Um, there was really no challenge in the fourth quarter, dominated those first six and a half minutes. But the next game is a big one, is an absolute monster of a game. Miami Heat come into town. They're 40 and 35, tied with the Brooklyn Nets. Now Brooklyn has the tiebreaker against the Miami Heat because they beat Miami the other night um, after Miami had led through the first quarter, had led through the first half. They got obliterated um, in uh, the Nets, obliterated the Heat in that second half. Um, talk about a shameful game. I mean, no one's going to fire Eric Spolstra at this point in his career. Um, but the Heat look broken. And who knows how they'll respond when they play against us on Tuesday night. But Tuesday in Toronto, uh, I'm not sure Kyle Lowry is going to be in that game. He hasn't played for the last 15, 16 games. Just had a birthday. Um, happy Kyle Lowry birthday. Um, Raptors are now 25 and 14 at home. The Raptors have won nine out of the last 10 at the Scotiabank Arena. So, you know, this is a big chance. The Hawks lost, Bulls won. So all three teams, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago, all tied with 38 losses. Um, however, the, the Hawks hold the tiebreaker. Um, so that's interesting, at least right now. We'll see as the season 
progresses. Bulls have the conference uh, record, um, the better conference record at 25 and 23. So the Raptors will have to keep winning. I think all the Raptors games to finish the season are against East Coast teams. Bulls still have a game in LA against the Clippers tomorrow. So they have a back-to-back and then they play the Lakers in Chicago, uh, who they beat. Uh, Pat Bev said that they would would knock off the Lakers, and they sure did, 118-108 earlier today. Uh, but they will get the Lakers in Anthony Davis's hometown as well as Pat Bev's hometown, Chicago. Uh, that will be a big one. I mean, the Lakers need it too. And tomorrow, uh, you know, to have to bounce back, at least they don't have to travel, but, you know, the Clippers need that game. And, and Kawhi uh, certainly um, is capable of going off for 40. Um, so that should be an interesting game. They've had a lot of um, little nagging injuries. Norm Powell has been out uh, in and out of the lineup since the All-Star break. So who knows what uh, Clippers team they'll face tomorrow, what kind of health, what their shooting will be like. Uh, but the Bulls did grab the win today. So again, Hawks, Raptors, Bulls, all tied with 38 losses. Hawks, 37. Raptors, 37 wins. Bulls still have a game to play. They'll get back that one back tomorrow. Uh, Hawks, of course, won two to three games against the Raptors, so they have the tiebreaker against the Raptors. I'm not sure who has the overall tiebreaker if all three teams tie. I think it goes to Chicago with the conference record right now. Um the Bulls have played well. I'm actually surprised. They're seven and three in their last ten. They have the best record between the three of them in, in terms of the last ten games. Um, so look for the Bulls to be quite competitive. Um, but the playoff picture is starting to become a lot clearer in the Eastern Conference. The Bulls, Raptors, Hawks, I think, are now safe from getting caught by the Pacers or the Wizards. And it seems like the Pacers and Wizards are kind of shutting down their best players anyways. So the teams who are going to make the playoffs are right there. I think the Bucks have done enough. The Celtics have done enough with a two-game lead against the team below them. Bucks two games up on the Celtics. Celtics two games up on the 76ers. 76ers three games up. On the Cavs, Cavs, five games up in the Knicks. I think it's pretty much set. One, two, three, four. Probably the Knicks, even though they lost three in a row, they're probably safe with the Nets losing again uh, tonight. They're safe in the five seed. So things really starting to have some clarity in the Eastern Conference versus the West that is just a mess right now. Um, you know, and, and the Dallas Mavericks are part of that mess for sure which is a whole other conversation. Um, You know, could the Raptors, Hawks and Bulls, could they catch the Heat or the Nets? It's possible. I I think it's, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult, but any of the Bulls, Hawks and Raptors could be the eight seed. And it's very probable that the Heat could jump the Nets. Not saying it will happen, just saying it's quite possible. Um, With the Nets having the tiebreaker against the Heat, That certainly makes it a little more tricky for the Heat. I think both teams have a fairly um, easy, maybe that's not the right word, but uh, a less difficult uh, way to finish the season. Um, The Heat, of course, will will go to Toronto um, to play the Raps on Tuesday. Then they got the Knicks, Mavericks, who are struggling, Pistons, Sixers, Wizards, 
he, uh, magic to finish the season. So few tricky games there. We'll see if the Mavs can actually show up for their game next Saturday. Heat and Knicks won't be easy games. Uh, and the Knicks game is a back-to-back. So we'll see what the, the Heat want to do there. Um, if they want to put more eggs into the Knicks game basket or if they're going to you know, really push against the Raptors, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, both obviously are road games for them. Uh, for the Nets, I think they've gone through their toughest stretch of the season. They do play the Hawks. And to be honest, I'm okay either way um, in that game who wins. I think the Raptors just need to take care of business and, and we'll be able to go by the Hawks. Then the Jazz Nets, Jazz still with a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, Timberwolves after that. Timberwolves obviously are in the thick of things in that uh, battle to, to try and make the play-in, to try and make the playoffs. Um, but then the Nets go to Detroit against the Pistons, get the Magic uh, at home, and then the Sixers who will probably be sitting guys. So even though uh, the Rockets have a, have a tricky schedule with the Hawks, Jazz, and Timberwolves after they play the Rockets on Wednesday, which should be a pretty um, elementary game for them, I think it's safe to say that, you know, they're likely to secure at least four, if not five wins. So I think the Heat actually have the more difficult schedule. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised that the Heat finished uh, in seventh spot. And if the Raptors are going to get eighth, that's fine. Um, they're going to have to put in some, some good work to get ahead of the Hawks, uh, knowing that they don't have the tiebreaker. But... Uh, yeah, I, I would give the nod to to, to a Heat Raptors playing game, seven eight playing game. My gosh, talk about blood pressure! Um, I don't even know if I can watch that game. It's going to be so tight, and it can be ugly. Those Raptors Heat games are ugly, and we're going to get a preview uh, if they face each other in the seven eight game. We're going to get a preview of it, uh, it on Tuesday when they tangle at Scotiabank Arena. You know, I'd love to say that the Raptors could could run the table here to finish the season, uh, win nine in a row. That would be excellent. If they won nine in a row, they may even catch the seventh seed, knowing that they have the tiebreaker against the Heat. They just might do it, um, knowing that the Heat have a bit of a, bit of a tricky schedule. But th- that is just so impossible to predict that the Raptors would win nine straight. Um, so I'm not going to predict that, but I would say that I would love that if we can get the seven seed and host that playing game, I would feel a lot more confident than if we had to go to Miami. Regardless, still a lot of work to do, even though we're pretty much guaranteed a playing game, still a lot of work to do. You'd like to have two cracks at it and, and get into, um, that, that, seven, eight game. So you don't have to worry about, um, you know, playing two, you just get right into it because if you lose that nine, 10 game, even if you're hosting, if you, if you play that nine, 10 game and you lose, um, which is possible, all these teams are, are, are in tight, you know, Brooklyn, Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, Toronto on any given night can beat the other team. Um, obviously the experience is more on the Chicago, Miami and Toronto groups, um, Atlanta with a little bit less uh, playoff experience, although recently they've had quite a bit of experience. But in general, as a whole, 
I would say they're a little lower in the playoff experience than the Raptors. And then Brooklyn, of course, the lowest. And, and they've just got, had a whole new team assembled. But I'm, th- I'm sure Jacques Vaughn would have his team up for a play-in game or two. Um, so I, I would think that they could be quite tricky, especially if they're on their home court. Um, but yeah, lots to come. Seven games to go. Raptors 37 and 38. They have two more games at home. This next one against Miami and then Milwaukee, who will probably sit for their starters. We've won nine in the last 10, 25 and 14, a pretty decent home record. Uh, now we got to get wins uh, against Miami and Milwaukee and hope that we can deal with Charlotte, unlike the Mavs did, and really push uh, for that possible seven seed, uh, but for sure try and beat out Atlanta and get into that eight seed. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Um, hope you're cheering on the Raptors. And uh, I hope we can get Z and, and Courtney, both of them, on the pod soon to be able to talk about how messy a March it's been. I'm not talking about the weather, although here in Ottawa, it's a messy, messy time, March. Uh, but this March madness has got into the NBA and, and has got into our Raptors season quite a bit. Um, if you're praying, if you if you if you lean that way, put in a good word, <laughs> send some positive vibes to Gary Trent Jr. and Precious Precious Achua, even Will Barton, so that we're fully healthy come Tuesday night. All right, y'all, peace.